Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragedies talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I'm the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way. I've got Griffo on board with me. Hopefully, we'll have Shane at some stage uh, throughout the recording. But as I feel like I say this every week, Griffo, we've got plenty going on, on and off the field. We've got the run home and plenty to talk about this week. And um, oh, no, there's, there's, there's no issues, I suppose, for your Panthers at the moment, regardless of those, uh, those players being out. They're still strong on top, but... Um, Look, we've got a competition here where, you know, there's more than eight teams still in contention and whatever teams make the top eight, they're all a chance. Absolutely. Um, it's It's been one of the best seasons for quite some time in terms of the good teams are very good and we've still got, you know, a pool of, Poor teams, let's say. Um, but each of the eight teams that makes the finals will see themselves as a chance of uh, of winning the competition. Um, teams that are going to make it are going to be absolutely battle-hard and are coming up against other top eight sides. So um, lots to look forward to. Uh, of course, it's been another quiet week in the NRL. Um <laughs> Nothing much happening. <laughs> never is, never is. And look, we'll we'll get to everything that's happening. happening. Um, obviously, on the field, um, we're bound to talk about things that are happening off the field. Uh, they'll come up in um, in our segments, obviously, throughout the uh, the evening as we record this. Uh, and as we record this, it is Wednesday evening. So, look, we've got a big week of footy ahead. And uh, as always, it's probably worth looking back at the week that was in rugby league going back to Thursday evening where the Roosters were very strong against the Broncos um, we've, we've basically said Griffo just without commenting too much here uh, they won 34 to 16 over the Broncos the Roosters did uh, both of us have said during the week very clearly around the water cooler that um, we don't want to play the Roosters come finals they're in good form and they look like they're just they're just picking up at the right end of the season as they always do yeah, uh, I, I'm concerned about the Roosters, not from uh, a Roosters perspective, but from uh, the, fact the concern is that they really do, they're, they're a real threat. Massive threat, yeah. Well, I think it, even if they're not in the top four, I think they are a team who's capable of, uh, of winning four games to, to win the comp. I wouldn't have them as favourites, but as a Penrith supporter, uh, and I look over my shoulder at the teams, it's the Roosters that I uh, that worry me the most, along with the Eels as a Panthers supporter, because the Eels mm. obviously know how to beat Penrith. I don't 
you know, subscribe to the, you know, the fact that, you know, they've just got to turn up and they'll win. Um, Penrith were more than competitive in the controversial uh, game a couple of weeks ago where Cleary got sent off. Parra were the better side before Cleary got sent off. I'm not going to argue that. Hmm. But uh, the week before, or uh, the Sharks led Penrith 10-0 and were the better side in the opening 20 minutes or so. But the game goes for 80 and, and Penrith generally know how to win. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm not fearful of, of the Eel. I'm not fearful of anyone, but I'm certainly, you know, there's a number of teams there that concern me. Rabbitohs on their day, uh, they can beat anyone when Luttrell fires up. Um, so Eels v. Rabbitohs this week. Roosters v. Cowboys, Panthers v. Storm. We've got some big games coming up massive. this week, Graham. There's some massive games. And look, and, 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 and just looking back at last week again, um, one of those storms that features in one of those one of those teams that features in that game will be the Melbourne Storm, I should say. They um they're holding on to their top four spots. They got the job done at uh, Amy Park in Melbourne against the Titans last week on Friday evening, thirty-two points to fourteen. Uh, the Parramatta Eels, uh, no Moses, no problem. Uh, they were able to part the defence of the Manly Seagulls without their man Moses and run through for 36 points of their own. Uh, with many people now saying that that could be the Seagulls done for the season. Um, I don't know if it's worth calling it that early, but it will be a lot more difficult to make the eight given the fact that they lost that game against Parramatta. As you said, the Rabbitohs, uh, with another strong performance from Latrell Mitchell, winning 48 points to 10 over the New Zealand Warriors. Um, mentioned it very briefly there, Griffo, uh, the Penrith Panthers, 26 to 6 over the Canberra Raiders. Um, obviously, plenty to talk about coming out of that game. I think a lot of the, um, the the gameplay itself has been lost from that game, given the fact that uh, the Panthers were very strong. Uh, we know there's some other things to talk about coming out of that, but given the fact that the Panthers were without arguably the three most influential players, uh, Kikau, Cleary, and Luai, uh, you must be thrilled with the fact that they come away with a 26-6 win over the Raiders. It just really solidifies the fact that they are the benchmark in this competition. Uh, as I said last week, expect Penrith to win that game. <clears throat> now, when we uh, we did the podcast on Wednesday, it was only Cleary and Luai that were out at that mm. stage. And then the next day, I, I read, I think it was the next day, that the Army kickout was also out. Um, uh, and uh, well, it might have been the Friday, and I thought, uh, on any comp where I can change my tip, should I change my tip? And I thought... I, I actually thought it was um, quite possibly Penrith's best performance of the year under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't their best performance full stop because they've been more clinical uh, in other games. Um, obviously, their attack's been sharp. But given that they're missing the two playmakers and uh, their most damaging uh, ball runner. Um, I did not expect that they would beat the Raiders. 
I certainly did not expect that they would beat them so, uh, you know, they... Um, Canberra led early and, and were going well, and then uh, the tide turned via up Corso, um, and then uh, Penrith just played a typical Penrith game of, of dominance, um, dictated by outstanding defence. Um, because they dropped a lot of ball, um, which was a concern. But but the Raiders, a lot of the times when Penrith dropped it, the Raiders helped them out and dropped it themselves. Um, so Penrith, in under the circumstances, while any Raiders supporter would have to be very very disappointed what with what they did. Yeah, especially there considering was a little thrust in attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially considering that we were talking about. I mean, I, I went all in on the Panthers, and I even said last week, like in all fairness, I said, look, they could probably lose this game and still make the eight. Um, they've got a really good run. I think they're for and against now. Looking at things, um, all things considered, and also the fact that uh, the Roosters have been so dominant, uh, Parramatta keep winning. South Sydney had a good win. It's it's getting harder and harder to see which team could fall out of the eight for them. So, um, <coughs> yeah, it's, it's it's getting a very tough for the Raiders. There's still a chance to make the top eight, but you're now starting to feel as though results from other games would have to go their way for that to happen. Um, and another team in that boat, I mean, we already said last week that we don't really consider them uh, possibility for the top eight, but um, look, mathematically, they're still there. There's some Georgia Lord Dragons. They actually went down 24 to 18 against the Sharks. So the Sharks continuing their push uh, for that top four position. Another team in the top four are the Cowboys. They had a win 28-14 over the Bulldogs. Uh, their great form. They, they just keep, keep finding ways to win, and I know we talk about them all the time, and I, I just hope they've got that extra gear uh, when finals time comes around, because we know the top teams tend to step up a gear, um, but the Cowboys, uh, they seem to always find that way to win the game, even though they were down early against the Bulldogs. And in the game of the round um, at Campbelltown Stadium on Sunday, uh, the Knights got the chocolates over the West Tigers. Um, yeah, I, think, uh, I don't think that one's going to be in a lot of highlight reels, but um, yeah, look, the woes for the Tigers will continue, and it's just the fact that the Titans have um, one uh, one win less than them. Yeah, one win less than them that's keeping them off the yeah. bottom. So, look, the um, the minor premiership is basically sewn up. We've known that for a long time. It would be a... I, I, you know, I think after this week, you're almost getting into territory where mathematically it would be impossible for the Panthers to, to lose it, but... Um, they're out in front, 38 points. Cowboys, 32 in second. Sharks, third on 30. The Storm are in fourth on 28. As two of the Eels in fifth, also on 28. So four and against, uh, keeping the Eels out of the um, top four. Rabbitohs on 26 in sixth position. Broncos also on 26. And the Roosters on 24. That rounds out the eight. So just outside the eight, you've got the Raiders on 22, Seagulls 20, Dragons on 20. That's where you <coughs> basically draw your line for anyone that has any possibility whatsoever of uh, making the eight. Um, Dogs, Knights on 14. 
Warriors 12, Tigers 10, Titans 8. Top 8, Griffo, it's starting to feel like, um, not only based on the numbers we see on the table, but based on form and, um, you know, runtime, all that sort of thing. It's starting to feel like that the teams that are currently in the 8 are going to be the teams that most likely will be in the 8. However, the order may shift. Um, would you Would you agree with that, or do you feel like we're still waiting for possibly a, a Raiders to bolt through? I think we've just lost you there, mate. It's been I cutting out a fair bit. The, the teams oh, you back. Yep. I would expect... Okay, sorry. No, you're right, um, mate. I'm thinking I'm going to have to migrate soon with this computer <laughs> um, uh, to, to a country where the internet connection <laughs> is better. Well, that's um, it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Bloody NBN. Head to the north of England. Um, anyway... Uh, so, top eight teams, you reckon these are the eight they're going to be in the eight? I feel like it always cuts out when I ask that magic question. I think from what you were just saying there and what we could hear, it seems as though you're in agreement with that, that the top eight teams may well be uh, set. And I think the form of the Roosters might suggest that, uh, you, you know, and, and the fact that the Broncos may only need to win one or two more games... Probably, probably thinking these are the eight teams. It looks that way. Yeah. Um, you know, the Raiders, if they play like they did last week, well, the mathematicians are not even going to have to worry. I mean, the Raiders are not just a mathematical chance. They're, if they do win their four games, and that's a huge I and a huge F, um, They'll get to 30 points. Now, 30 points will get them in the eight, I would expect. Um, yeah. But if they drop another game, uh, the maximum they can make is 28, which at the moment, theoretically or mathematically, the Eagles and Dragons could also get to 28. I don't think they will. But Raiders are realistic chances. Um the big problem for them, as you mentioned, is they're very poor for and against of minus 33. So they would have to get some big wins and other teams, I guess the, the, the team that is most in their sights would be the Broncos. Mm. The Broncos are two wins in front, but have got some hard games. Uh, not this week. They play the Knights. Um, if the Broncos' poor form continues and they were to be beaten by the Knights, um, then that really brings the Raiders into the equation. The other way the Raiders can get in is at the expense of the Roosters. Um, they would have to uh, they would have to go ahead of the Roosters on competition points because uh, the Roosters are plus one hundred seven. So that's mm. uh, that's a 140 uh, gap. So you'd think that's hard to see that turning around between those two sides. So they would have to win more. Uh, and, and you know, the big one for the Roosters this week is against the Cowboys. Yeah. And the Raiders, uh, the Raiders will be praying uh, 
that uh, the Cowboys are able to get the job done because um, the Raiders could quite possibly join them on 24. And then, uh, you know, after that, well, your, your destiny is in your own hands, really. Um, I don't know if either of those things are going to happen, though. Um, I think the Raiders are a chance of, of beating the Dragons. Uh, the Cowboys are a chance of beating the Roosters. They're, they're above them on the ladder, but... Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if the Raiders make it now. Yeah. Simply I think, because I don't think they're not playing well enough. I think also, too, yeah. And I think also, too, the, um, a lot of people were a bit unsure. I mean, a lot of people last week were really tossing up between the Roosters and the Broncos. I know in some tipping comps, um, that, that game was split. And I think what's really changed a lot of people's thinking is the fact that the Roosters came out and were so dominant in that game. Um, the, the thing to keep in mind for the Roosters, as we know, they play the Cowboys this week and then um, they've got the Tigers following that. They actually finish with the Storm in Melbourne and then that clash against the Rabbitohs at the newly rebuilt Sydney Football Stadium. So of their four games that are left, they've got uh, three teams that are in the top eight. So um, if the Roosters come through, they, uh, it, they'll be in form. And um, look, it's it's so tight. It's one of these situations where I've looked at that ladder predictor throughout the week, and I've I, I you can fluff around with it and have the roosters coming fifth. You can stuff around with it and have them coming ninth. It's uh it's just that close. So just shows how important this week's games uh, really are for for a lot of these teams. Um, I think now we're getting very hard for Manly and St George to make it, given the fact they've got to make up a couple of games here, but. The other thing I wanted to point out too, Griffo, um, we we could be looking at the we could be looking at a top eight where thirty points may be required to make the finals. I think that says a lot about this competition this year, and I think it says a lot about the fact that we're going to have a really competitive finals series with teams going into the finals that have won a lot of games and really earned their spot especially considering I think it was last year where we had teams making it on, you know, 26 and, and minus for and against. It's 22 points that the the Titans had because they had 10 wins only. 22, was it? Sorry, you just we, we only heard the end of that there. So last year, sorry, sorry, mate. Yeah, I was just saying the Titans. I I think they only had 10 wins. Yeah, so let's have a look. I actually have the ladder here. The Titans got in on 22 points, you're correct. They got 22 points, and the Knights came seventh on 26. Um, Gosh, you look at the ladder last year. Storm and 22 points, that is crazy. Sharks missed out on four and against. The Raiders missed out on four and against on 22 points. So last year... 10 wins, um, yeah, got you in the eight. And you look at it now, um, that, that that 22 points can't won't even get you in the eight now with four weeks oh. to go. And, and, and as it should be the case, like, seriously, 22 points got you in the eight last year. It's embarrassing yeah, it, for the competition. It is, and it's one of those things over the past years. I've actually been one that's that said this. I'll I'll be honest, and I was I was probably wrong given the way the competition's gone this year. I I would often be one of those pl- uh, people that said 
eight is too many teams because you do have those years where, say, you have a Titans that get into the the finals with, with 10 wins. You, you sometimes feel as though seventh and eighth are just making up the numbers. But I'll tell you what, some of these, like, I cannot see any of those teams in the top eight now that are just uh, that are easy beats and that um, that, that shouldn't be there. So I, I think this is going to be a phenomenal final series and um, I'm really looking forward to this run home. I think it's going to be wonderful. Plenty to look forward to. Plenty yeah. to look forward to. So out of those teams, yep. out of those teams in the top eight, um, you know, obviously you're a Panthers fan. So, I mean, for most teams, they won't want to play the Panthers come finals because they have been the benchmark all year. I'd love to get the, the, your perspective. You mentioned the Roosters are one of those teams that you wouldn't want to come up against. Who who, who else in that top eight? Because if you, we know the Panthers are favourites and we've talked about it. Who's that other team in the top eight that you just say, look, they're, 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 the, they're the team to beat come finals um, if, it's, if it's not Penrith? Who, who else is the real threat? I know you've mentioned a couple of teams that are potential threats, but who's, who, who apart from Penrith is the team that the punters should be looking out, out for to come through and possibly win this premiership? From my perspective, I think it's the Roosters. Um, even though they're well down on the ladder, at, uh, at number eight, I just think the form that they're showing and the quality of player uh, that they've got on the field now, I know they've still got a couple of injuries, but essentially they're getting closer to their best team, mm-hmm. particularly their back line. They look very dangerous. Um, I just think for me personally, they, uh, they've got the potential to to beat anyone, and being the Roosters, uh, I think they've got the possibility of doing that week in, week out. Um, whereas some of the other teams, um, yeah, they can they can beat anyone on their day, but. Uh, four weeks in a row might be a bridge too far. So um, I do think the Roosters of the teams uh, that are not the Panthers. Um, but you could you could mount an argument, I think, for most of those sides. Mm. Um, Even the Sharks. A lot of people are talking oh, about the Sharks at the moment. Yeah, I think we definitely. had them. We talked about them as being second second favourites, really. For the, for the premiership last week, that was a conversation we had on the podcast. Yep. Um, throw in the Cowboys, who are, you know, they're the, they're the second ranked team at the moment. Um, they could do it. Uh, I just think, I, I guess we're going to get to know more about the Cowboys this weekend when they do come up against the Roosters. Yeah. Because um, you know, they haven't lost too many games, the Cowboys. Uh, but uh, they're going to take on a high quality opposition this weekend. Yeah. If they can get over the top of the Roosters, then um, I really do believe that uh, that's going to give them even more confidence. Not that they're lacking confidence at the moment, but uh, uh, it's a big game for them. Yeah, and uh, they got they got the star quality there. Yeah, you know, the, which at the start of the season we didn't think they had. But, no, uh, well, things very, have changed. 
very critical of their their squad. And look, going into the finals, the next four weeks is going to tell us a lot about the Cowboys because they've got the Roosters this week. Before the end of the season, they still play South Sydney and Penrith. Yeah. Um, if they're knocking off teams like the Roosters, South Penrith, going into the finals, you know they're the real deal. So uh, we'll learn a lot about them this week as well. And I just, I just can't believe we. I know we've said it a million times. Just can't believe how the draws worked out that we've got Penrith Cowboys in the last round. It was a game that we didn't really think twice about at the start of the year, but mm. it's uh it's good to see. And look, I suppose while we're talking about things that are good to see, it might as well be worth going over to you, Griffo. I'd be interested to see what you had this week for Griffo's Grab. Griffo's Grab! What caught your eye this week, mate? Uh, yeah, quite a few things. Um, but the thing that uh, stood out, again, something that I, I was watching live uh, on TV... Um, was uh, the effort of one Wonga Blake from the Parramatta Eels. Um, now, you know, I've watched a lot of Wonga over the years. I, I watched him when people still called him Wacker. Um, <laughs> Wacker Blake. He played a bit differently in those days. When he first came into first grade, he did literally not know how to score a try. Um You'd, you could, you'd see this guy and you think, gee, he looks good. You know, he looks like he could be a really good player. But he'd managed to not get the ball down on a number of occasions in, in, in his first few games. And I thought, does this guy actually know how to play? <laughs> um, I seriously did. I questioned it because I thought athletically he looked like he had it, but he just literally struggled to score a try. Um, but he's found a way. <laughs> What he did the other night uh, off uh, the Harbour Bridge pass from Jake Arthur uh, was was nothing short of outstanding. Um, he was completely outside the field of play. Uh, the defender, I can't remember who it was, but uh, the defender came across, looked like he had um, done enough. Um, ball went onto the ground and... Um, I don't think too many people thought Wonga Blake had scored the try. Um, either he put it down on the touching goal line or part of his body um, was, was contacting the ground before he got it down. Well, I think they got rid of, uh, they got rid of the, the grounding of the ball. You could see the grounding of the ball was inside the line and they had the split screen and you could see um, that his knee was not contacting the ground. Um, and I thought, wow, that, that really did catch my eye because I, I, didn't, I didn't think he'd scored. Um, but, uh, and that's, that's the advantage the bunker has. Um, that it can show those different angles and they came up with the right decision. Um, whereas to the naked eye, I thought, I don't think he scored there. But, um, but yeah, that was great work from uh, the Parramatta winger, Wonga Blake. Yeah, good to good to see. And Parramatta, they've got a big game this week. Um, they're they're hoping to continue their their winning ways. Uh, they're they're one of those teams that people weren't one hundred percent sold on, especially considering the fact that they had no Mitchell Moses. But um, yeah, and and like you said, there it's 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 probably a good thing that we should uh, 
we should mention there that we're actually giving the bunker a bit of a wrap because it's in yeah. situations like that. And especially where you have it, there's been a couple of times this year where you'll watch one angle and you'll say, oh, the ball's on the line. And then they'll show the other angle and it's not on the line. And they split screen it and they say, well, exactly yep. the same time. He's, you know, and, and, and I think that's um, that, that that's really good to see. And and this is where I think we need to need to understand that when the technology works and it's used in the in the way that we want it to be used and we get the right decision, I think everyone's pretty happy to have uh, some form of technology in the NRL to be able to give someone like Wonga Blake one of those tries because, you know, to the naked eye, you might think, oh, geez, it's not a try and in years gone past it may not have been given. Now we can have it on the highlight reel for years to go. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's a good one this week. Good to... Good to see that one there, and I think Parramatta fans will be happy to have a bit of a run in Griffo's grab. All right, so we're going to move on now to uh, my segment, and I don't think many people have to have too many guesses as to what we may be talking about. All right, Griffo. Um, unless you've been living under a under a rock or in some sort of cave, uh, particularly in the Canberra region, uh, look, Graham's gaff this week is the Ricky Stewart situation. I know we all understand that uh, he made comments about Jamin Salmon following the match the other night against Penrith. Uh, Ricky Stewart was. I suppose, upset about uh, an incident that occurred where uh, it appeared that he possibly lashed out with the foot. Um, I don't think there was much um, to talk about there in regards to what was going on with that uh, that incident. Um, I think the disappointing thing for a lot of fans this week was the fact that the comments made in the press conference were of such a personal nature. Um Regardless of, of of where you sit on this one, um, even Ricky Stewart himself has has admitted that uh, he got it wrong, and it definitely wasn't the forum for those kind of comments. And um, I think this is a real eye opener for people because it's not actually something I thought that we would actually see in a press conference. Uh, comments so personal about uh, someone else within the rugby league community, and. Um, yeah, I mean, comments like that, there was never going to be anything positive come out of that, that press conference. I agree. Um, I um, I was astounded when I, uh, when I heard that. Um, I actually uh, watched the game uh, in the pub at the Rocks and I didn't hear any commentary or I was just watching the game. Um mm. And so I didn't you know, obviously see the press conference or anything. And when I got home, I saw, saw something came up on Facebook from the conference, and uh, and I and I heard it. And I, my first reaction was, he's just trying to deflect from his team's poor performance. Um, that was my first reaction. And then, you know, on Sunday, I mean, it was everything. Uh, dominated uh, any anything to do with rugby league and there's obviously a lot of different uh, media outlets involved in rugby league um, 
I was just on radio listening to various stations and how they were reporting it. It's amazing the diversity of uh, opinions around the same comments. Um, some outlets were extremely critical of the Canberra coach, which <clears throat> and yeah, I certainly agree with. And there were others that were very um, softly, softly, uh, almost as though he hadn't really done anything wrong. Um, you know, they they were sort of saying, oh, well, you know, he's come out and apologised. Uh, you know, it's uh, these calls for him to miss matches. Uh, he said you know, he regretted crazy. what he said. I don't know if we can. He said he didn't apologise. He didn't no. apologise at all. He no. just regretted saying it. I mean, there was I've no... Actually, I've actually got the quote here from Ricky Stewart. I regret saying what I did on that platform. I was speaking as a father and not as a football coach. My reaction was to a family situation that I thought I had dealt with. Clearly, I haven't. It's not an apology. It's is 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 yeah. I, I this is a this is a tough one. And I know that look, we're we're going to have listeners that are going to say, you know, oh guys, you 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 you've got it wrong, and other people are going to say, you know, yeah, we. It doesn't matter. There's going to be opinions divided on this. I think what everyone's going to be in agreement with here is the fact that we can't have anyone in the rugby league community making personal attacks or personal comments. I've got to be careful what I say here about an individual within the rugby league community, regardless of what's happened in the past. I think that um, the challenge here is that some people coming out of this Griffo are saying that the one match and twenty five thousand dollars is is too harsh? Yeah, they're obviously um, particularly those in the media. He's got a lot of friends there yes. in the media, yeah, who <clears throat> constantly back him, irrespective of what he comes out and says, um, what he does. I mean, the guy uh, has fines, you know, well over the $100,000. Correct. Um, so what that tells me is fines have very little impact on Ricky Stewart because he keeps getting fined. And his behavior doesn't change. Um, I think uh, a fine, some fine, I don't really care how much fine, but I think what would have had a bigger impact was a longer suspension. I think it would have been appropriate that he was not the coach of that team for the rest of the competition rounds. And if they were good enough to make it into the semis, then okay. But that would have been four weeks. I think that would have been fair, in my opinion. Um, the reality is those comments are defamatory. Mm. And I don't know what um, Jamin Salmon and his family 
are looking at, whether they are uh, looking at a defamation case. Because mm, there's been was, rumors of legal action. Well, if, if it were me, I think I would. Um, that young man's reputation is forever tarnished. He will always be, oh, that's the guy that got called a weak got a dog as a kid and he's a weak got a dog as a person. Now, nothing's changed according to the Canberra coach. And mod sticks. Um, you know, if, if, you know, 20 years time, someone does a Google search on Jamin Salmon, what's going to come up? That. Mm. I would like that if it were me. Now, especially when we're talking about something that happened when he was 12 years 12 old. 12 years old. He's a kid. Um, he's a kid. So, more than likely, and I don't know what happened, but more than likely something happened that a 12-year-old Jamin Salmon may have been in the wrong. Yeah, it sounds as though there was a very personal issue here and um from look from reading in without saying things because we don't know for sure but from from what what you hear around the place it sounds as though he's um he's obviously had some negative interaction where he's made a mistake as a very very young child uh, in regards to um interactions and comments made or actions towards the stewart family which are oh it would know, seem yeah. it would seem that something happened along that line yeah now i don't know the severity of it but the reality is it was something like 12 years ago and he was a child now how many children make mistakes um does that mean that as an adult uh they're going to still make that same mistake? Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, and again, um, supporters of Ricky Stewart have come out and said, oh, he's just protecting his family. Now, nothing had to be I, said. All he had to he, say. Was Jamin Salmon running around um, the Canberra field with a, with a knife chasing Ricky Stewart's family? I don't think so. How was he protecting his family? It, it had nothing to do with what took place on the field. And as you said earlier, it was a fairly innocuous incident. Salmon had his leg trapped by Tom Stalin between his legs. He had uh, the young replacement, uh, I'm not sure of his name, Ata Moriata, come on for his first game. He was over the top of Salmon. From the angles I saw on TV, Salmon couldn't even see where Stalin was. All they knew was Stalin had his leg trapped. So he tried to free his leg. In the process of that, obviously, there was contact uh, uh, where he you know, got kicked in the nuts, basically. Um, <laughs> And, but it was not a, I don't see it as a deliberate thing. Um, the match review committee gave him a grade one something or he copped a $1,000 fine. So 
um, that certainly was not seen as being a deliberate kick to the nuts. Um, what was nuts about the whole thing was the comment mm. made by the Canberra coach, which was completely over the top and completely a wrong thing to say from someone who was in a position of leadership within <clears throat> the game. Yeah. Uh, a man of 55 years of age um, who should know better. Mm. And yeah, he regrets it. Why does he regret it? I think because of the damage that it's done, not to, um, not to apologize. He didn't apologize to, to, to Salmon. He simply said he regretted making the comments. He, he regretted saying it on TV. That's basically what the comments yeah. were. And look, even even the incident itself, even if Jamin Salmon walked up to one of the Canberra blokes, kicked him in the nuts like a, you know, like a low blow from a wrestling match where he's turning on his tag team partner and, you know, creating a big feud. If it was a big hullabaloo and even if he did that and it was a big foul play, you still can't go into the press conference and make comments of those pers- that personal nature. I, I can't see any other coach in the NRL walking into a press conference and saying that. All he, he didn't even have to comment on it if he was asked on it. That as a as a representative of the club, if I was the CEO of Canberra, you, you're pulling your hair out. You you, you just you, you toe the line, keep it professional. You say, look, even if he said something along the lines of, I've had history with Jamin and I'm dis I've been you know and I'm disappointed that this is the behaviour that he displays on the football field. Yeah. You know, it's um yeah, it, it's very unfortunate that this is what we're talking about in rugby league. And I know we're talking about it, but yeah, you know, it's 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 the biggest story in rugby league, it's unfortunately. It is. And this is again where I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, we're going to talk about... We talked about Canberra and them on the field. No one's talking about them on the field. And I, I actually think that part of the role of the coach in the press conference is when your team has a bad performance to deflect. I mean, we know we, we sat here all through last year when, you know, South Sydney played poorly. Wayne Bennett was great at it. Um, he, you know, there, there are coaches that can do that. I just think we've got to watch out and we're getting into very... Uh, messy territory where you know a high tackle's worth two weeks but a personal comment on a public forum from a coach about an individual in our game is worth one week i just yeah i just think it was was soft personally i, did, I know I, what, I did as you said others thought it was too harsh but mm. uh, i'm not one of those yeah and i think this is one of those unfortunate things where um you, you've got a figure who is very prominent in rugby league and Ricky Stewart. He's got a lot of friends in the industry. He's got a lot of people um, who are in positions that will have their opinions voiced. And they're going to they're gonna stick up for their mate. I mean, if, you know, if, we were, if we were a bigger media outlet and there was issues, you know, allegations towards you, I'd, I'd stick up for you. I, 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 can see, I can see where some of these guys are, going, are coming from because they're in a, in a difficult situation. But I'd be pretty disappointed if I was Ricky Stewart's mate and I came out on TV this week and had to defend him because because he is my mate. I'd, I'd feel as though Ricky Stewart's put me in a pretty tough tough position if I was one of those individuals. And I'd, I don't see how these comments 
help Ricky Stewart and his family get past any issues of the past by bringing this all back up in the media. If anything, like, I know I'm going to get a bit deep and personal here. If anything, I could almost argue that Ricky Stewart's comments the other day have brought this back into the forefront, have made it a national media story that could have brought up some, you know, it's it's continuing the issue rather than saying, look, it's it's 10 years ago, it's, it's to bed. So, I, I look, he's, yeah, he's buggered up here. And I, I think that um, there's no winners in this story. That's the shit thing. There are no winners at all. He keeps his mouth oh. shut. Then you know, there's yeah, no winners in all of this. At it's all. just been really divisive. Um, it has, yeah. I, I was surprised actually he's had as much support as he had. To be honest, I I, I didn't think, um, and I, I know you know social media is just a cesspit of uh, opinions, yeah. but the amount of vitriol towards. Jamin and Salmon, and just you know, yeah, as it's just been wrong. And this is this is again gets back to my um, earlier stats. This guy's reputation is is forever tarnished. So, okay, maybe he did something wrong as a twelve year old, but tell me a twelve year old who did nothing wrong. Yeah, and 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 look, and, and look, we don't know the full ins and outs. And even if it was, and I'm not doubting that what may have gone on at that time was horrible, and that um, from Ricky Stewart's point of view, it's, it's obviously inexcusable. It's very hard for us to know what it was, but um, yeah, I think I think we. Um, I, I think, like you said, as a leader in this game, um, Ricky Stewart, we would want the leaders in our game to assist in moving forward rather than creating more division. I mean, this is off the back of... yeah. You know, I mean, if you're not a rugby league fan and you you just watch the mainstream news over the past three weeks and you're looking at what's making news in rugby league, it's 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 not a good look for our game. No. All we've had is 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 you know stories of people being unhappy with other people, basically. And you know we're not going to get back into the, um, you know the manly jersey thing and what and so on and so forth. But I think you put it put it well there, Griffo. Where we've seen so much division in the game, we've seen so many people looking for reasons to hate others and put others down rather than bringing it, bringing the game together, moving forward. And look, it, it sounds as though Jamin Salmon's made a massive mistake in the past when he was a youngster. And it's something that Ricky Stewart has had a lot of trouble forgiving him for. Wasn't and, even a teenager. Like, and seriously. Maybe we could understand that. Oh, look, and, and look, he's, he's obviously, it's obviously a big deal for, for him and the Stewart family. And I'd, I'd like to understand that. I just don't see how it helps. I don't see any positive for either Ricky Stewart, his family, Jamin Salmon, anyone involved, how bringing that up in a press conference on national TV um, has any positive outcome. So, I agree, Graham. I mean, yeah. you know, there's, 
the theory that any publicity is good publicity. I disagree with that. Mm, yeah, you don't this. Disagree with that. Like, yeah. it just makes makes our game look like Neanderthals. So I just it it does. It makes it makes us look like um. The, the the stereotype if you're not part of the rugby league community is that it's 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 yeah it's it's a game for Neanderthals it's 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 idiots and thugs you know chasing after a ball and I know the people that have that opinion they're not listening to us obviously they're 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 listening to other podcasts and and, and yeah, so on and so forth they know but, about what happened but they they're going to see this in the news and they're going to go oh those idiots in the rugby league again they're 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 stuck you know have it. Yeah, divisive. That's basically you. You put it. You 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 hit it on the head there. I think it's just creating division and um, and look, you know, I'm I'm no massive fan of Jamin Salmon or Ricky Stewart. I've got no allegiance either either way. Uh, sounds as though Jamin Salmon may have done something wrong in the past when he was a child, mind you. Ricky Stewart has done something um, that he deeply regrets in the past week. And um, yeah, I, I just I just find it interesting that there is that the um, yeah that 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 most of the NRL coverage of this has been the fact that because Jamin Salmon has made um, a mistake in the past, we can justify Ricky Stewart's uh, comments this week, which um, yeah, I I find very very interesting and puzzling myself. So. I was with you before we even heard about this. I think it was on, would have been Monday. I think we were talking about this, obviously off air and, and, and well before any of this officially came out. Um, we, we were basically saying then, fines don't work for Ricky Stewart. He gets fined regularly and it makes no difference. The, the punishment is, it doesn't work. He's got one match this week, and mind you, the one match for those people listening who aren't aware, I think as soon as the bet the ban was um, announced, which would have been was it Monday night or early Tuesday? I think as of Tuesday, he wasn't allowed was to have any yeah. have any contact with the um with the team. And um, I think one of my favourite comments was one media outlet that said, uh, "Unfortunately for the Raiders, one of their three assistant coaches will have to take over." So I mean, you know, Ricky Stewart's not going to be there, but they've got the 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 coaching staff. They're a team. It's going to be business as usual for them. Yeah, Ricky's not going to be there, but yeah, I mean, we've seen this year um, sides like Penrith. They've been without a coach for games. We've had quite uh, a few games. Yeah, but due to due to illness and um, circumstances beyond their control, we've had coaches isolating due to COVID. Um, this is this is where I look at it. No one's actually brought this up. Um, one week ban for Ricky Stewart. It's a COVID isolation. Yeah. It's the same as it's the same as one of the coaches going down with COVID this week and yep. not having contact with the club. So, for me, I don't think this will deter him from in a fortnight's time saying something stupid again. You know, and he's he, he look usually he gives it a bit of a break before before he says something else, but um. Yeah, I, I think if the the aim of this ban was to deter Ricky Stewart from um, making inappropriate comments during press conferences, then that's not the case. If it's just for them to say we need to be look like looking like we're doing something, okay. And and look, the NRLs to their credit, they've been fairly 
um, I suppose consistent in their in their opinion that these comments um, are not welcome in the game. I think that's that's one thing we need to be to be fair and acknowledge. But um, yeah, I think that's that. We've talked about it. Yeah, Tick. We have done. Gaff. Let's talk about some footy happening this week. Yeah, got, no, that's that's why we're here. I, I think that's the main thing, and given the fact that we've got, um, you know, we're on the uh, what did I call it last week? The the run home. That's right. Everyone calls it the, the run, run home. home. The yeah. run home is the uh, the famous moniker. So we might as well kick off our preview for this week. I'm always surprised. A couple of round twenty two, round twenty two preview. Um, here we go. Kicking off for the uh, two minute tip. There's the whistle and the kickoff for the round 22 preview. It's all going to start Penrith this week. Thursday night, uh, Blue Bet Stadium will host the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm. It's a big game, um, albeit the yeah, we, there are players out for both teams. We have to acknowledge that. However, it's a top four clash and obviously a big rivalry with these clubs that... Um, it's even been ignited through the week with comments from uh, Cameron Smith and we know Greg Alexander has had also comments about tactics emanating from Melbourne. Um, but look, team news, we've got Matt Eisenhuth starting a prop in place of the suspended uh, James Fisher-Harris. That's a big loss for them. Uh, Viliama Kikau named on the extended bench, so he's looking to return from that hip injury we talked about earlier that kept him out of the game last week against Canberra. For the Storm, Cooper Johns looks set for an extended run in the halves. That's due to Jerome Hughes suffering a partial dislocation of his shoulder last week. That's a big loss for the Storm there too. Um, that would mean that Munster's going to be back in his usual 5-8 spot with Nick Meany returning from the concussion he suffered in round 19. Uh, Justin Ollum's back from his COVID layoff, so young Tonomapia goes to the reserves. Carpool rugby league favourite Tom Eisenhuth will start in place of Felice Kafusi this week, who will miss the game. Um, he's going to be with his family after the passing of his father earlier in the week. So um, condolences to Felice Kafusi and his family, but a great opportunity there for, for um, one of our favourites, Griffo, Tom Eisenhuth, to come into the starting lineup um, against his former club and junior club, the Penrith Panthers, this week. Uh, a bit of a nice homecoming for Tom there in the starting lineup for the Storm. Okay, yeah, that's good to see. Um, he's played the last few games. Um, yeah, quite a few changes uh, for for the Panthers. I'm seeing an updated uh, dated team list. Taylor May is also out. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that because there were rumours earlier in the week that he was at training with his arm in a sling. Okay. I don't know if you heard much about I that. I didn't. I didn't know anything about it till. Uh, no, it's a shoulder injury. Yeah, it's okay. So the um, bloke coming in, you've been a big fan of him. Um, tell us a bit about him. Well, I don't know too much about him, Graham, other than that he's highly regarded. I've not seen too much of him. He obviously... Uh, in rep round, he, he was outstanding for the Fijians, playing from fullback. Uh, he's a prolific try scorer um, in uh, in the uh, reserve grade competition, the New South Wales Cup. Um, he came on for a short time in against the Raiders. Uh, very talented youngster coming in to replace a very talented youngster in Taylor May. Um, 
So it'll be interesting to see how he goes starting the match. He's um, mm. he's only a short guy. Uh, I'm not sure whether he's marking up on Norfoluma or Xavier Coates. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I think he'll go okay. Um, uh, good to see Viliami kick out back yeah. into the starting lineup. Um, Robert Jennings comes onto the bench um, in place of Taruva. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure whether that's the best option, but um, I guess Jennings can cover centre or wing. Um, but anyway, uh, both teams have got players out. Melbourne, you know, missing key players. Um, Keep talking for a bit because I asked you a few yeah. questions. Yeah, that's all right. Um, <laughs> so, Jerome Hughes is a, is a massive loss uh, on the top of um, Papinhausen being out. So, two of their main attacking weapons are out. They do have Monster, who was outstanding last week, uh, just calmed up on, on the Titans. So, if, that's the key to the game, really. If Penrith can control Monster, they'll win. Um the Storm will obviously want to get the two points here, given their position on the ladder, but also to establish some some confidence. They had those four losses, followed by a, a win over the, the Titans. So um, and I'm going to stick with the home team here. Um, if Penrith can, can maintain the form that they've showed in the last... Uh, 120 minutes of football as I'm talking back from the second half against the Eels and into that Canberra game I just think uh, I just think they'll, they'll get the better of the Storm but uh, Storm are a chance they've got you know they've got Monster uh, they've got a few other good players as well obviously with Harry Grant uh, posing a danger um, yeah, Brandon Smith off the bench and Big Nelson is always a handful for the Panthers but uh I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Panthers here. What about yourself, Graham? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I think, I think for me, I'd I I would be looking at this matchup if say, it's just it's it's hard because there's players out from both sides. Um, from the Storms point of view, they'll be looking at this match saying, well, given the fact that the halves are out for 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 Penrith, um, you know. They 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 they'd fancy themselves, you know. Given the fact both teams, if both teams were full strength, the Storm would would think that their contenders, they're a top team, they'd be able to beat anyone on their day. My biggest worry is that Hughes is missing. That is massive for them. We know that Pappenhausen's been out. That's a that's a huge loss, and it just you know we've been talking about their backline. I mean, yes, Xavier Coates is coming back in the backline, and we know that Justin Olam, what he can do, and Cameron Munster's obviously. Uh, one of the top players, but it just it's it's weakened again with with the with their half missing. Um, I'm leaning towards Penrith at this stage, but I, I I'm not sure. This is going to be a tough one. This is going to be really tough. Um, Penrith, Penrith, Penrith at home. I think Penrith at home. I think the 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 supporting actors in this team have been really good. Like your Dylan Edwards, um, their forwards have been good. I like Penrith's forward pack. 
I'm, I'm gonna stick with Penrith in this one, but geez, this is this is a tough one. This is a really tough game, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm as you can tell, I'm not very confident at at all. But I think I'm just gonna go with Penrith in this one. Before we move on, sorry, sorry, mate, hit the button. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I just wanted to comment about Jamin Salmon, the footballer. Yep. I thought he was very good last week. Uh, I thought he got it over Jack White. Um, and, you know, he was he was starting 5-8 for the first time for Penrith. First time starting the game for a few years since he played with the Eels. I thought he was actually very good as a footballer on the field. All this stuff that's going on, I don't know if he's if they, if that's going to affect his game. I, I would have to you'd have to think that's going to have some impact on how he plays. Um, I hope it doesn't. I hope he can reproduce what we saw last week, which is a very his best game of football in the NRL. I think. Yeah, and, and I think that's a that's a fair comment because I I was talking to you. I can't remember if it was before last week's game or just after. It might have been just before last week. I was talking to you about Kurt Falls because we know that whenever there have been. Um, injuries for Penrith or origin period of Kurt Falls and Sean O'Sullivan were the halves. And it seems as though um, Jamin Salmon has earned his spot in this side as a footballer. And, and just talking about his um, his footballing ability, I think that's, um, that, that, that's you know, obviously a positive um, to talk about in regards to Jamin Salmon, the fact that he has been um, playing well and he was playing very well last week. And I think... Um, yeah, basically at this stage, I think Kurt Falls is it is he is he fit now and Salmon's the, yeah, he's the, the choice. Yeah, so I, I think, think he played reserve grade uh, last week. New South Wales Cup yeah. last weekend, yeah. Yeah, so for those of you who are you know keeping track of that, um, yeah, he's in the side um, based on form. Obviously, you know, Luai's going to be back when he's when he's able to do so. But um, yeah, there's a few contenders there, and Jamin Salmon has been able to to snag that spot. Uh, moving on to the games on Friday, the early game, we've got the Warriors at Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland hosting the Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, the Warriors, we know, coming off that big loss last week to the Rabbitohs. Um, they've done a bit of a shuffle again. It's like that number six jersey just gets passed around. Yeah, turned it um, around the right way and yeah. uh, they got Egan back in the number That's nine. right. So Egan, Egan's put his jersey on upside down this week. He'll go from six to uh, to nine. As he's back in the half. So Lussick goes back to the bench. Um, they're, they're one of those teams that's had a bit of a shuffle around there with their players. They're trying to find some form in regards to changes of personnel, but I think it's just the whole the whole team themselves need a need a bit of a bit of a form change. Uh, for the Bulldogs, uh, they've been uh, one of those sides that haven't been playing too bad. Um, they've had some success. They didn't win last week, obviously going down to the Cowboys. Um, Tavita Pengai Jr. this week, he has remained in Australia for family reasons, so he's unavailable for selection. Vitala Mariner will start at lock this week, as he did last week. Um, Edwards joins the interchange bench um, after being the replacement player in round 21. Uh, these are two teams, Griffo, we've got that are out of contention for the top eight, a lot of pride on the line here and um, a lot of players I'd imagine from, especially the Bulldogs I'd consider, even individuals looking for big performances to really, um, really 
I suppose, boost their, their stocks within the club. Yeah, I, I just think, and, and I didn't see the, um, I didn't see the Bulldogs game against the Cowboys last week. I might have seen just a bit at the start, but <clears throat> they did start uh, well. Yeah, they did start well. They led. Mm. Uh, I think I saw six all, and that was about it. Um, uh, the the thing about the Bulldogs is that they're attacking well. Um, obviously, Pungai Junior is a loss for them. Uh, but a team that is attacking well, coming up against the Warriors, uh, you'd have to think they're a fair chance of winning. And I'm going to tip them. I'd, I'd be really surprised if they don't win. Um, the Warriors, yeah, they, they've uh, they sort of bundled off, you know, a while ago. Um, they are playing in New Zealand, which you would expect uh, is going to. Um, be a good thing for them, <clears throat> but I don't think it's going to be good enough. Uh, mm. I just think uh, they're not playing well, and, and the Bulldogs are. So I just think uh, with Burton, Adokar, uh, Avarillo, Kiraz, there's a lot of attack and strike. Uh, they've got the Shoot Dog, Burns has been playing well. I think they're going to score too many points for the Warriors not known for their defensive prowess, uh, the Warriors. <laughs> no, so, it's not their strong it, point. Bulldogs for me. What about yourself, Grant? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bulldogs in this one as well. Um, Warriors, obviously, have been disappointed. They do lick a lot of points. I was just going to ask, I, I know you, you said you didn't see a lot of that game last week. Did you manage to catch that line drop out the map, Burton? Did, have you seen any footage of that this, no. this week? It'd be worth... Um, It'd be worth having a look. Now, we know he's got a massive boot on him, and I, I, I was actually thinking this could be a contender for um, Griffo's grab this week. And I think it was Burton himself who was was um, tackled in goal, cleaning up after a kick. But he's he's done this line dropout, and it's seriously landed on the 30 at the other end of the field. Oh, 70 metres. 70 metre dropout. Um, you'll be able to find it online. Okay. This bloke is—is is it fair to say he's probably got one of the biggest boots that we've ever, ever? seen in the game? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he can just get a ball further than or higher than I've ever seen anyone go, and and obviously he's got the length uh, as well. Um, just an amazing skill set, Matt Burton. Yep. Because um, we know he's well. I think still his his best strength is his running game. Um, yeah, he's got yeah, we he's got a lot that. of strings to his ball. So we saw that last year when he was at Penrith, yeah. he was getting some good ball. Um, <laughs> for 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 different reasons, neither of us will will forget the try he scored in last year's grand final. But yeah. it it just shows how how strong he can be when he runs the ball. They've obviously got a lot of attack in this team, as you said, Karaz. Um, Josh had a car on the wing. There's 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 well, some points to be scored there. And, and Burton yeah. Burton to Adel Carr has has been responsible for for a lot of tries. Um, they got a very good combination. Yeah. Um, and and that's going to worry the Warriors for mine. Yeah, I think you'll see a lot of points in this one. I feel like it's one of those games where last week the Bulldogs were playing well. They ran out of steam. They come up against a good side in the Cowboys. I don't know if the Warriors will wear them down like the Cowboys can. 
The Warriors last week, their defense was shocking. They were woeful in defense, and I think most people in the rugby league community are dumbfounded at the fact that South Sydney only scored 48 points last week because uh, the Warriors, they, they were super poor in defense. I'm, I'm tipping a very high-scoring game. If you're one of those people that bets, you know, if you're, you're looking at the um, the odds of those, uh, you know, they have those markets where there's over X amount of yeah. points scored. This is the one to look at. I think there'll be a lot of points scored. I think the Bulldogs will score uh, most of those points, and I think that they will be the team to beat in this one. All right, moving on to the second game on Friday night. We have a... Uh, Clash, two teams in top eight. It's effectively a game where the winner will be... Um, we, they're playing for fifth spot, really, and uh, to to be in touch with the top eight, depending on, you know, results. Nah, even with the four and against the Eels, can't get in the top four. So, effectively, uh, the Parramatta Eels versus South Sydney Rabbitohs, winner will be uh, in fifth position at the end of the week. Um, for the Parramatta Eels, there's only one change from the side that beat Manly. Um, Ogden is going to play his first game of the year, joining the interchange bench um, at the expense of Makatoa. Um, Simonson, I noticed, is in the reserves this week. He's had a hamstring injury, so you'd imagine he would be um, pretty close to coming back. Hamesele for the Rabbitohs, he returns from a hamstring injury, so he'll come into the front row. That pushes Daniel Saluka for feeder to the reserves. Um, very interesting. A lot of Rabbitohs fans pointing out this week that Thomas Burgess is missing from the side. We know he was suspended for one game and missed last week. However, he's picked up a uh, groin injury at training, so he'll be missing from this one. And despite all the rumors of Campbell Graham being ready to come back for this one, he's going to be out for another week. So um, no Campbell Graham, no Thomas Burgess for South Sydney. Cello back into the front row. We know that um, Jake Arthur's going to play in the halves for Parramatta with no Mitchell Moses at the moment. Um, this should be a good clash, Griffo. And I know a lot of people are talking about um, bogey sides in the NRL and South Sydney have got a good record in recent times against Parramatta but um, look, Parramatta they they have been able to um, to turn it on in a big game and um, as a Panthers fan you'd, you'd be well aware of that this year given the fact that they've beaten the Panthers twice and they're the only team to do so yeah um, I was really really impressed with the uh what the Eels came up with in the second half against Manly. Um, I tipped Manly last week. I thought the desperation that uh, they would play with with their season on the line, really, um, coupled with the fact that Mitch Moses was out, would have been enough to, to see the Sea Eagles home. It wasn't to be. Um, and Para ended up winning quite well in the end. Um, scoring a you know a number of tries late in the game. Uh, really uh, unsure of of who's going to win this game, but I'm I'm going to stick with the home team. Uh, I've tipped against them for the last two weeks, and uh, and that's cost me. Um, I'm tipping them this week. Will probably cost me again. I dare say. <laughs> um, 
and I know Souths have had the better of the Eels for a while, but I, uh, I'm, I don't know. I, I, uh, most likely I'll be wrong, but um, I think Parrot. I think they're going to really fire up for this game, and and, and you know, say, well, they, you know, we we we're going to win three games in a row against good quality opposition. Um, the, the only question mark I have around that is that the best player on the field is wearing number one for the Rabbitohs, um, and if he fires up, uh, Souths win. Um, Mind you, it's not a one-man band uh, in Cardinal and Myrtle. Cam Murray last week was uh, outstanding, and I did see he's, the first stuff. He's the key. He's um, phenomenal. I think it was uh, was it Shano that that raised uh, the question of you know was there a post-origin hangover for Cam Murray? Um, if there was, uh, it's ended. Yeah, he's he had was, a Barocca. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He was just amazing in attack uh, in that first half. Um, I was I, I was really surprised. Uh, I was sort of looking at the scores on my phone in the second half because I'd um, I was wanting a big big victory for the Rabbitohs because uh, I'd backed them in for the uh, for our Joker. Um, got plus thirty eight, but I, I thought it was going to be more than that. And it was was it thirty to six at halftime? No, it was more than thirty-six, uh, maybe. I think they South only scored twelve points in the second half, um, so they won the second half. But uh, I just thought, yeah, we, we could have been looking at sixty or seventy points. I was feeling mm. uh, at halftime. Yeah, but, only um, two tries in the second half. Yeah, still for South anyway. One to the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. If if you win every game forty-eight to twelve, you're going to <laughs> go right on. True, you? you're forward against the guy looking uh, quite healthy. Yeah, yeah. But look, Salsa every chance, um, as you would know. Um, I'm just, it is at Parramatta where I think uh, mm. they play their best football. Um, so I'm going to stick with the home team. Graham, you might have a difference of opinion there. Uh, look, you know, I'm going to tip South, yeah. but this is one of those games that as a, um, as a Rabbitohs fan, you, I'm very worried about. Um, few, few comments, obviously, Parramatta, they're, They've been playing very well, especially their forward pack, the way they lay the platform. Um, I don't think we talk enough on this podcast about Clint Gutherson and just how much he can lift um, a team. We talk about Latrell Mitchell a lot, but I think for, for the Eels, Clint Gutherson has that ability. And we have talked here and there about the importance of Dylan Brown to this team. And I think given that Mitchell Moses is out, a lot of people thought that they would fall to bits uh, with Jake Arthur coming in, and who hasn't had... Um, I suppose a glowing uh, history in the first uh, the first grade team, but I think Dylan Dylan Brown's form and his uh, additional experience that he's gained over the last couple of years has been um, invaluable for them. And Clint Gutherson at the back, being um, yeah, I really worry about when Gutherson's got the ball in his hands if he's got some early ball, um, especially you know if he's supporting some of the um, the big guys like I mean Paulo and Campbell Gillard there. They've been going forward really well, so I think Sean Lane's been outstanding. Sean forward. Lane's a great back rower. Their, their forward pack's phenomenal. That forward pack there from eight through to thirteen. If you're looking at yeah. the team, we're looking at it on our um, 
on our screen at the moment. Um, but there's yeah, no we... better. There's no better forward pack than that. There might be the equal of, but there's none better. Yeah, you'd be you'd be you'd be um, pretty hard pressed to argue that that's not one of the best forward packs in the um, game, especially when Junior Paulo and Campbell Gillard are going forward. Um, for South Sydney, on the other hand, when we talk about forwards, I've, I've mentioned him every week, but every week he he performs and he's phenomenal. We know what Cam Murray can do. I'm not going to talk about Cam Murray because we know that he's the best forward for South Sydney. But Davida Totola, he every week is phenomenal for South. He leads by example. Not only is he making metres and uh, breaking tackles, he's scoring tries lately as well. Um I think he's key. I think the um the concern for South Sydney and a lot of South Sydney fans, and we've talked about it a fair bit on the podcast, is in defence. Uh, the Warriors didn't get down South Sydney's end very often last week, but when they did, they actually were able to score points. And a lot of the talk has been about Jackson Paulo playing in the centres. Uh, it's a very young centres pairing in Paulo and Tass. Tass has played very well this year. But Paulo, I know a lot of people are concerned about his defence in the centres. Uh, him moving into the centres has made way, um, as it did last week, for Isaac Thompson to come in. He scored a try and debut. He's a um, he, he, he's a good footballer, um, obviously a very inexperienced footballer. And uh, I think that um, this back line will look very different when Campbell Graham is fit. But yeah, as you mentioned, Latrell Mitchell's the key. There's some there's some quality there. If Latrell Mitchell is able to um, to link up and that South Sydney left edge is firing and Alex Johnston um, continues his try scoring ways off the back of what uh, what we're seeing from hopefully an informed Cody Walker who's been a bit hot and cold this year. Um, that Walker M- Mitchell Johnston uh, left edge has been phenomenal. Lachlan Elias I think has been um, has been really good for them. He's He's uh he's growing into that role at halfback. So I'm going to tip South Sydney, as you'd expect, but uh, this game could go either way yet again. So it just shows that there's some real belters we've got this week. I just uh, want to pay tribute to to a fellow you mentioned, Graham, from, from last week's game. I thought Jake Arthur was fantastic. Um, being under a lot of pressure. Yeah. To have his own fans boo him, um, so wrong. But um, you'd think that will not be the case now. Um well, they shouldn't do it anyway. But but he was he set up two tries, including that uh, that Harbour Bridge pass to, for the Wonga yeah. Blake try. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I want to mention um, last week, Clint Gutherson, um, I thought we might have been seeing. I think is it is it Rowan Browning, the uh, the young guy who runs the one hundred meters. For Australia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He looked like him when he <laughs> went past poor old Garrick. Um, the cardboard cutout he was last <laughs> week, Ruben Garrick, what was doing? He must be injured. Um, poor old Garrick, but Gutherson looked like a... Sp- I've never seen Gutherson run quickly, but he looked like he was going quick um, to score that try. And he did a few other good things as well. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know when we get to Manly whether whether Garrick's going to be there. He just looked to be injured. He couldn't. Yeah, he was bad. He was. Uh, yeah, he was in cement last week. But yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, this should be a belter. Should be a belter. Yeah, looking forward. 
Speaking of belters, they just keep continuing. Um, it just shows how good the NRL is at the moment. We've got the Roosters at home on Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. at the Sydney Cricket Ground, hosting the North Queensland Cowboys. This, again, has um, you know classic clash written all over it. Um, Sam Verrills for the Roosters has been named. He'll need to pass all the HIA protocols uh, this week after his head knock last week against the Broncos. Um, Egan Butcher returns after serving a one-game ban. He's going to replace Ben Thomas on the bench. Collins and Takiaho still out for the Roosters. So we talk about the Roosters building momentum coming into the finals. Keeping in mind, Collins and Takiaho could still be a part of this team going into the back end of the year. Uh, for the Cowboys, um, Jordan McLean, he is back on the bench um, after his hamstring injury that we know famously kept him out of the origin decider. Uh, Kyle Felt still out with his own hamstring issue. Uh, Ruben Cotter back in the starting side, so the Cowboys will welcome back Cotter this week uh, to Neil Brown on the bench with the rest of the Sweat Hogs. Um, this is this just shows the competition, isn't it? It just shows the Roosters and how seriously they need to be taken. You've got the team that's coming second and has been you know, in, in great form all year, and, and I feel like... Uh, they're going to go into this one as the underdogs, Griffo, because we just know how strong this Roosters team are when they fire. Yeah. Um, what a clash. Uh, team coming second and deservedly so. Uh, they've been very consistent, the Cowboys, uh, up against a team who, you know, throughout the year has struggled a bit for form, but they're just now... Uh, the I think it's four in a row they might have had. Um, I might be wrong on that, but uh, they're finding form at the right end of the season. They've been beating some good sides. Um, while, as you mentioned, they're still missing a couple of key forwards. Uh, if you look at their pack there, it's not bad uh, Not bad six. Hargreaves, Verrills, Lodge, Crichton, Butcher, and Radley. That's uh, it's not a bad forward pack. Um Maybe the the uh, the reserves. Although Egan Butch is back this week, um, so uh, yeah, I just I, I've got a feeling Rooster's going to win this one. Hmm. Um, and and why I say that is is Tedesco, Manu, Suwali. Um, Hasn't Joe Suwali been good? Like in all fairness, oh, like he's 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 a quality footballer. Anyone who for whatever reason, thinks that he's not a superstar already, he's kidding themselves. There's so much hype around, uh, you know, when he was just a young boy. Um, and then, uh, you know, he made the move from the Rabbitohs to the Roosters. Um, the Rabbitohs might be thinking, mm, maybe... Uh, <laughs> maybe we should not maybe, have done that. Maybe he was worth a million. It'll be all the. It'll be. Well, it'll be sweeter when when they write the the chapter in the book of feuds where he returns back to the Rabbitohs. Maybe. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, that's quite possible. Russell Crowe would love that. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the Roosters are paying him, but you'd have to think. Uh, yeah, he uh, he's worth every cent. Um, I is he in we'll the Australian him. side at the end of the year? I was just about to say, Graham, I, I believe we'll see him 
yeah. on the wing for the Kangaroos. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and uh, imagine, uh, with, without wanting to be offensive to or, or lack respect for some of the other guys that have been around for a while, uh, imagine Cobo on one wing and, and Suwali on the other. Uh, yeah. Excitement uh, that they would bring. Um, it might not pan out that way, but I uh, tell you what, there'd be a lot of teams uh, from other countries who think, oh, yeah, actually, they're too young, um, not enough experience. Just just give it to an experienced guy because they won't want to come up against those two. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to the World Cup later in the year. But uh, for this week, I'm going to stick with the Roosters. In a, and how about this game being the three o'clock game? I know it's all predetermined, but uh, I guess uh, they wouldn't have thought that uh, this was going to be a clash of two uh, two heavyweights here. It's a, um, it's a good excuse you, to get on the beers in the afternoon, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> Normally, um, sometimes I don't see the three o'clock game. I'm, you know, out sort of paddling slash walking. Um, usually, sort of get it on the radio on the way home, but. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to make sure that to come three o'clock, I'm in front of the TV for, for what promises to be a beautiful game. Right. Um, Graham, which way are you leaning? I'm leaning towards uh, the Roosters in this one, I think down in Sydney. And um, look, in, in saying that, we've, um, if we want a real expert opinion, we've got Shano on board. Shano. On board. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, we've Talk just. Um, listeners. We're going very good, Shane. We're talking about the Roosters and Cowboys. Uh, so we're up Big to game. the... Big it's game. a massive game. Massive. So massive I, I, I want to get your thoughts on this one. I'm actually... Yep. Um, sure. I'll get you to, Ready to talk. chat about this one. I'll give you a two-minute tip on this one. And sure. we might even give the listeners a treat because there's a couple of games we've tipped that you haven't commented on. Oh, so I'm okay, actually yeah. going to hit the rewind button because I'll be interested to hear some of your okay. comments. But, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, this sure. week, we've got the Roosters at home in yep. form. Yep. Isn't that funny though? Remember when the Cowboys? It used to be a running joke that they just couldn't win a game in Sydney. Yeah, totally different team. Quite but the geez, opposite now. Roosters um, are in good form though. Roosters are in great form at the moment. They they're playing they're playing the style of football. Now I, I felt I thought Trent Robinson. You know, when they were when they weren't winning and things were going a bit awry for them, I've, Trent Robinson's brilliant. Like he is an awesome operator and he's just got them humming within themselves almost like last year. I, I, I find it very hard not to tip against the Roosters at home. Oh, so tip against, sorry, to tip against the Roosters at home. In saying that, the Cowboys have to win this game. If they're going to be serious uh, contenders and have the credentials to win in Sydney... Um, they're going to have one game in Queensland. That's probably about it. So, um, yeah, depending on what happens there. But I look, jeez, oh, I, I I can't. When I can't pick a team, I pick the home side. So that's the Roosters. Um, I just think the Cowboys are playing a fantastic brand of football. I heard you talking as I jumped on, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think you were questioning the three o'clock kickoff for this game. In my opinion, regardless of what the Roosters are going to be doing, the Roosters should not be a, you know, you, know, they, they, you think they'd be. I know for TV and ratings, it's not great, but I'll tell you what, for the fact that 
Um, if you're not there, if you if you're a Roosters fan and you do not want to, you know, Ivan, you you are there front and center at three o'clock watching this game. Let surely. me just have a look here at the weather because if it's a dry surely. track and it's a good, surely it's a good uh, day. Um, uh, Saturday partly cloudy. Okay, look if it's I, daytime I, footy. I think, um, should be should be. No, I, I think I think the Roosters Roosters playing some very good football. It's going to be up to the Cowboys to see what they can do away from home. Yeah. Um, if the Cowboys win this match, they are contenders. And, and a lot of people go, Shane, they come second. second. Yeah, but, yeah, I know they come second. But, you know, yeah, come on. The, They've yeah, got to win yeah. in Sydney. Well, you want to win a grand final, you're doing it in Sydney. That's exactly right. You're going to win, it, you're going to win some big games in Sydney. You're probably playing, you're probably playing Penrith, whatever. You know? Yeah. Just quickly, though, um, you yep, missed sure. a couple of games, and I know that yep. people are very keen on your tips because you are a superstar tipster. Just going back to the three games that Griffo and I have already covered. Yeah, sure. um, I know you haven't heard what we said about those games, but I just want a quick comment. Panthers storm at Penrith on Thursday night. Big game for Penrith. Massive. Um, Penrith have had yet another suspension. Um, I, I'm now at the point where... I'm at the point where... I don't know. I, I I think we've got the straw that's broken the camel's back for Penrith. I I I know the storm aren't the storm. I just think that now we've got the straw that's broken the camel's back. I would think that Penrith in the next three weeks are going to find it very difficult um, with the players out that they have. The storm have to be clinical. Um, I I've toiled over this game and I'm not sold. I'm picking the Storm. Um, I just think if the Storm don't win this week, I'm picking Storm for no other reason. If the Storm don't win this week, they are in serious trouble. They are in absolute serious trouble. And I think Bellamy knows that. This will be a coach's win more than it'll be a team's win. I Look, I, I'm only saying that because of Craig Bellamy. I, I really... If someone said to me, he's... $20, Shane, it's on the Panthers. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, but but there's a part of me that says, you know, when you're tipping these teams, like I said, I think it might be the straw. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be a good game. I, Penrith have become this side that no matter what happens, they win. Yeah, they just win, like you know. Yeah, they've got, and we always said. I, I I was talking to someone during the week about their depth, and people people were surprised by their depth, and I said I'm not. I've seen them for years win under twenty one, under twenties, and I was going to say Presidents Cup, showing my age. I've seen them win under twenties and reserve grade New South Wales Cup. They've been winning that for years. Their depth has never been in question. What's always been in question is why do they. Why do they underachieve when they come into the first grade? That no longer happens with Penrith. And, and, and Gus Gould was very clear when he talked about his plan was that we don't want to change what's happening to the reserve grade because we win. We need our first grade side to start doing that. Now the first grade side's doing that. It just works. You know, people saying, where's this massive depth come from? They've always had it. It's just that their top grade side underachieved for years. Now they're achieving where they now they're overachieving. They're brilliant. Like, you know, and um, yeah, I yeah. 
I, I, yeah. I it's just, going to be a belter. I'm just saying, I think it's going to be a coach's win. It's hard to pick. Bellamy, this is, this is that, um, this is, if you're a Star Wars fan, this is the one where Bellamy uses the force in all his actions and ends up um, flittering away. Because if he wins this, it will be one for the ages. But yeah. I'm only doing it because I think Bellamy, this is yeah. the end of the, this is the end. If they lose this week, the, the, the storm are over. It's, mm, it's, it's, wow. it's for the year. Big for the call. Year. Big call. For the year. Big call. And like I said, because I think I think that I think the Fisher Harris suspension is is slightly now the straw. It um, is a big yeah. That that, that you're, yeah. You're I, I rate else. that guy highly. It, he I rate him so highly as a rugby league player, and people sometimes say I'm silly, but okay, I don't care. Um, yeah, I, I just I rate him so highly, and I rate him highly enough to think that that might be the straw that breaks the camel's back for Penrith. What do you reckon about the Warriors and Bulldogs in New Zealand? Um, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this is another one. Uh, Bulldogs. Yeah. The, the Warriors are a mess. The yeah, Warriors are. That a was mess. they were awful they got, last week. Yeah. They got hurt. Um, if anything, I think they could take the last twenty. I, I look. A lot of people are very critical of South Sydney. They changed their shape a lot in that last 20 minutes. They really were trying. Latrell went off as well. Latrell went figuring, off with yeah, 20 they were, to go. They were, doing a lot, they were doing a lot of different things to see what worked and what didn't. It was a training run. And, and on, you know, they... Actually, I don't know points. if they... I think that... They the didn't. Point, no. that, and it was a training run. They were trying... Yeah, they were doing third phase play out, out the back where... It didn't involve any of the halves. They were they were working. They were practicing stuff in case people like Cody Walker, Lachlan Ilias went down. What do we do? Who do we shift in? You know, at one stage, Alex Johnson was in the centres. Mm. They were practicing. They, they, they were taking. They were just practicing. They weren't working for tries. Well, in saying that, and bringing us to the Rabbitohs, do they have enough to knock over Parramatta at home on you Friday night? You betcha they do. He's keen. This he's is, ready. This is the game where Latrell Mitchell just needs to fire. This is the one. This is if 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 South Sydney fans thought it was the Sharks game, it's this one. We have the wood on Para. I'm not saying Parramatta are a poor football side. I'm not saying that. I, I think I think pa, it depends what Parramatta side show up. If this forward punching side show up. Then, then South are in it up to their eyeballs. If if the side that has the case of the dropsies shows up, we do know South Sydney at times struggle to construct things. Like the, the frustration with South Sydney, I think, in the last six weeks, even through their big winning, um, you know, I think, what, what have they won in the last six? They've won five of the last six. Yeah, the only one they've lost since the trail yeah. comeback was the Sharks one in goal. Five of point. the last six. That's a that's a good run into the finals. I still say that at times they can struggle. Cameron Murray's finding a lot of form. Cameron Murray's probably mm. we the, talked that, about the fitness him. he should have been. Like he was brilliant last week. We, we ruled just, out the uh, post origin hangover earlier on. Yeah, and, and I think I think the biggest problem with Cameron Murray was he was underdone during Origin. He was he was injured. He wasn't himself, and now he's getting back to himself. Um, I, I, I just think he's had a Barocca as we've uh, yeah this, <laughs> dubbed it. This is um this is this is the game for South Sydney. They've yeah. got they've got Penrith. They've got you know they've got Penrith Roosters coming up. They 
they can't. This isn't this isn't the time for South Sydney to to get the wobblies. If if they're serious, they really put a show on this week. And and look, so a para. This this could be golden point. This could be anything. Um, but I think for me, I think South Sydney. This is this is where Latrell needs to shine. He apparently in the in the background at training took a real you no know, just. He 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 said what what happened with the sharks wasn't good enough, and he put his hand up and said well, I should have won it in the he said I should, we should have won it before the 80th minute. He said we we didn't do enough. The fact I got a field goal attempt 20 out it wasn't good enough on this. So you got a guy who went from finding excuses to actually saying no, this isn't good enough. So you know a lot of leadership there that I hope yeah. It came, you know, Damien Cook's doing well. Lachlan Milius, he's, he's done well since Origin come out today that um, that Reynolds actually reached out to him and had a chat with him, which is interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, the thing that makes me somewhat also confident is I thought Cody Walker played a better role on the weekend. Probably played his best game of the year. That's a big call, I know, but he, I thought he played. He didn't overplay his hand. He ran the ball at the line. He did the things that that makes defensive line stop. Now we played the Warriors. Like if we didn't if we didn't score forty, we were going to be upset. But the fact that it happened means that that they're on the right track. Well, Shona, you sound excited about how South Sydney are going, and nothing. I picked I picked South as my margin last week too, which I'm pretty happy about. Yeah, Griffo was saying that too. We, we, as we said, Latrell coming off unfortunately uh, stopped the points for South Sydney, but albeit but, but point you know what, it was it was smart, and I think Demetrio now, Demetrio learned a lot from that. I think I think the if South Sydney go deep into finals, if they if they finish what what we usually do is probably a game from the grand final. Um, I think a lot can be said from what they learned from the um, St George game. Like last year, I think I think the Penrith game taught South Sydney a lot when they got thumped in Dubbo. I think it it got them to reset and really think about themselves. I think that's what the St George game did for South. Got them to sit down and say, "Hey, if we want to be anywhere, we can't play like that." Unfortunately, they're a side that need that. And they always have been in the last 10 years. They need that one drubbing to sort of get them to put a rocket up. But some very good games like that, that Thursday, Friday set, um, you know, minus probably what would be the Portaloo game of the week. Um, I think the dogs, I'd like to see the dogs put some big points on. I know that, I know the Warriors did a lot for the game, but you know, Crap the crap. <laughs> As I said, you sound excited. You sound excited about South Yeah, I, I am. I think I think this is I'll I, I can I say this? I think the aid is set. Go for it. Um would you would you feel up I, I know I haven't had a chat of, no I'm I'm more keen to talk now. But I think the top eight <laughs> I think the top it. eight is set. Yeah, so we, I think we it's said now, a similar thing earlier. I, I think it's, it's now about I think it's now about what the pl- what the teams do within the top eight to, yeah. to, to better their position. Yeah, we, we basically said that. We said that the top eight's pretty much set and um we're we're looking at a top eight where, you know, the team that's currently eighth can win the competition, so it's a great competition and 
we're all excited about it. You're excited about the Rabbitohs. Nothing gets anyone more excited than a West Tigers game, and that's what we're going to have at Saturday, uh, 5.30. This game's at Tamworth against the Sharks. Uh, for the Tigers, uh, team news. So Kemamalo is sidelined with a knee injury. They're talking about a PCL injury. Um, so Stafford Toe is going to the wing. James Roberts comes in at centre. He hasn't played a lot of footy this year, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Musgrove is going to start in the front row, which means Offa Hengawi moves from prop to lock. Um, uh, Bole goes to the interchange this week after we talked about him coming in last week. Uh, Garner is the 18th man. He's looking to work his way back from a neck injury. For the Sharks, Lockie Miller is going to play on the wing this week. That's usually Connor Tracy's spot. Uh, the talk is that he's going to have a week off after he got uh, belted by Tarek Sims on Saturday night. Uh, Matt Moylan. Matt Moylan. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that, really. Should have um, sent off. Yeah. We were but, distracted with other things. Oh, he had a... Yeah, he, <laughs> Another one-week suspension. He got away... Uh, yeah, he didn't win Graham's gaff this week. Um, yeah, that one went to the I nation. could just imagine who did. Yeah, that one was uh, in the nation's capital. Yeah. Um, yeah anyway. He got up to about 150 grand. That's what yeah, the around. Yeah. Fines mean nothing to that guy. nothing to the bike. He's been... Fi- yeah. Obviously, he's not nothing. paying them. Don't know. Fuck. Anyway, love to see how he parks. <laughs> yeah, feel the parking. Two ranger. hours. I'd love to see that. I'll do that. The middle finger. I'll stay for two hours and fifteen. He, he obviously doesn't park at Newington during Origin. Remember the <laughs> bastards got us that night. Anyway, that's another story. Um, uh, if only parking. Called the school there for a moment, then I realised. Uh, State of Origin. That the only parking hey, yeah, I've yeah. ever got. Call the Ranger. Anyway, um, Moylan's still out. Trindle's again. We did put the hut around, didn't we, though, for you? Yeah, yeah, you're good blokes. Everyone everyone chipped in, so, yeah, I'm happy with that. Thanks, guys. You're, you're good people. Um, it was a good night out. It was a good night. That wasn't, that was that, that wasn't the night when um, the infamous Matt King high-five night, I think it, it could have been that night, I think actually. it was. Yeah. Emma Lawrence was. is still getting over that. That was great. Actually, we have some cracking nights when you drive, Graham. I think that might just need to be the order of the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, if any of us drive, it's not much fun. Who was the four? Was it Macca? Was it it was four? that time. Yes, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Yep. Macca. Yep. yep. Rooster Macca. Yep. Anyway, um, right. I'll give you two minutes, Griffo. Tell me why the Sharks are going to win this one. Off you go. Well, I don't need two minutes, Graham. <laughs> uh, they're a better team. Um you know, I've been happy with with what the Tigers have been doing the last few weeks. Maybe, you know, they certainly weren't at their best last week. But um, before that, you know, they were going well. They're missing Hastings. You've got to remember that. Um, and that was a difference, a big difference for them. Because he, he's their main man, really. He's, he's their organiser. Um, and while he's not, I don't think, part of the leadership group, effectively he's their captain. Um and they're without him, and and, uh, and that makes a difference. Um, He's the only person not part of their leadership group, isn't he? Well, they're, they're, you know, you'd be you'd be thinking, what what's wrong with me if you're not part of it? But, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, hopefully next year they'll just you know maybe have one keep captain it, or, or keep it, captain. Keep it to four. 
Yeah, it was, reduce yeah. it to four. You don't want to go down too quickly, I suppose. Um, now, well, Sharks are a good team. When it comes to the ladder, they haven't worried about that. No, that's true. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> that might have been part of the rescue plan, but... Um, uh, uh, look, Sharks are... Uh, sharks are in form. Uh, sharks are in the top four. They're not going to... They're not going to lose this game. Um, they're just too consistent. They, uh, they will, who's their best player for the Sharks? You could argue a number of them um, because that's the sort of side they are. They don't really rely on one person as such. Uh, everyone does their job. Nico Hines, you'd probably say, is their main man, um, and he's been great this year. Uh, for mine, it's going to be... a you know, I won't say an easy win for the Sharks, but they'll they'll just uh, they'll get the job done. China, yeah. Look, I, I felt the Tigers last week really slipped back into some old habits that were just horrendous. Um, poor Dewayne, I think without Hastings, just lacked direction. Not not because he's not good enough. I just think I just think he was. I just think he was looking at what's around him, and just nothing was following him. Uh, he put in some pretty. You know, I think I think he was off kicking game wise. I think, you know, he's had some good games and and since injury and, and probably last week not one of the greatest. The Fords didn't give him a lot either. They, you know, they had probably an electric twenty minutes um, where it looked like they were coming back into the game. Um, where just after half time they scored some points and it looked like things were happening for them, but very quickly that that dissipated. And in the second half, it was, you know, you had one of the worst sides in the competition trying to hang on against a side that wasn't much better. So it it was ugly to watch. Um, there was no there was none of this throwing the ball around. I think the Sharks are going to win by a country mile. They really, I agree with Griffo. Who is their best player? They don't have one. They just they just equally do that. That's Fitzgibbon. That's that's a classic old school um, team effort. Old school. That's that's the classic old school Roosters that he came from. You know, when he was playing for the Roosters, who's your best player this week? Well, <laughs> name seven because that's what it's like, and that's what he's instilled in this shark side. That's why this shark side will win. Um, they're going to continue what they've done this year in the ladder. It's going to help playing that and helps them dramatically um, keep that spot. I, I really think the, the Tigers, they're, yeah, I, I, no, Mr. Sheen yeah, needs more than that, I think. Even he can't provide enough shine. Um, the price yeah, too much, Provides too much. That's why they drop the ball. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, the Sharks win this one, and uh, I think is this our margin for the week, fellas? Is this the Joker and the Thief? No, yeah. I haven't decided, but I, 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 so I would far. lean in this way. I haven't, I haven't seen who the Titans are playing yet. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to that. I don't I want to give away so. too much, but um, yeah, Sharks in this one. <laughs> Okay, moving on to the final game of Super Saturday. Brisbane Broncos will be hosting the Newcastle Knights at uh, Suncorp Stadium, Brisbane. Possibly another contender for your margin of the week. 
um, for the Broncos. Um, Tamari Martin back in number one jersey. Uh, Brenko Lee back in the centers this week. Walter's name stuck at hooker with Turpin on the bench. Um, okay, for the Knights, we've got Adam Clune back in the number seven jersey in place of Jake Clifford. Um, he busted his arm the other day in the uh, game. Can you just do me a favour, Gray? Yeah. Sorry, can you do me a favour? Can you just... Have you got the the Ford pack for the Broncos? What the, who are they? What's their Ford pack? Legler, Walters, Haas, Well, Ricky, Hetherington. Okay. And on the bench, you've got Turpin, Reese Kennedy, Jensen, and Paliasia. Okay. I did, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Still no Carrigan. No. <laughs> no. No I, Carrigan, yeah. definitely no. Um, but yeah, even with that... about that. He's not. An, yeah. I listened to this last week's show. We actually give it to Carrigan. He, he <laughs> I, I like ju- a I shout out to Justin. I, I, we're, we're doing a job at the moment, painting job. And Juzzy came in and he says, um, "Could you not sit on the fence next week about your, what your <laughs> thought about the Carrigan tackle?" <laughs> Now, I, I just want to because I know you're talking about some shuffling around in the back line. I just want to see who's in the forward pack because it seems like there's been a bit of shuffling happening at the at the at the Broncos. I'm just thinking this part of the year you'd really want to set have things as set as you can. But, yeah. Well, continue on with that, Shane, because do you feel as though, given the fact that the Broncos are now in seventh spot and there is a bit of shuffling, do you feel there's a bit yeah, of pressure I, there and all of a sudden I do. I, they're I, the team I, in the I, eight that's not keeping yeah, up? I think, well, it's funny. I, I actually, I'd go as far to say as they, they look like the team in the eight. If there was one not to make it, it might be them at the moment. They, they're just not sold on. It, it seems like, they're now second guessing who they want in certain positions. They're just not sold on what's happening. Look, I don't know Carrigan not being there is a big thing. He's been a great player for them. And I, I just think that, you know, they're shuffling things around at the moment where you you got you gotta be you gotta have a stable side now. Now you're doing now your game practice is about the finals. And this is where teams bow out week one in 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 pretty poor fashion because they're too busy shuffling things around and and come week one, there's not even a combination that remotely resembles round 25, 24, 23. And I'm just thinking that's what that's what the Broncos feel like at the moment. You know, I know Dougie, I know Dougie Walters for one. <laughs> I know Kerry said that um I know Kerry said, you know, oh, we can be we can be a since he said we we're a premiership chance, haven't won a game, but yeah, it, it, there's just a pressure on them that I think it'll be alleviated this week. Um, I think it'll be alleviated this week because the Knights are, are just they, they they are shocking. Um, but but still, this is not this is not the time of year to start shuffling shuffling things around. I, look, I'll, I'll I'll continue on. I'm picking the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to win. Um, the, the the Knights have underachieved. Their coach must be under massive pressure. Last week, he's he's. Um, his his heart rate and blood pressure must have been going through the roof with his um with the other sphincter muscle um going in and out. But yeah, he's they're in trouble. They his job is is does, on the line. Does he have reflux? Does he? Yeah, the one in his the, stomach. That's the one. That's that why the sphincter you're worried about. Yeah, that's, um, that's why he's, that's why he's shitting himself. 
<laughs> what do you reckon, Griffo? Um, as I was saying before, um, the Knights, they got a couple of players. Bro, yeah, I'm getting got... an anatomy list. Well, they got, he, he, they got Clemmer did you back. See him? Did you see the game? He only the I've last never bit. seen a like, guy. Mate, well, he, they look like they were going to possibly lose last the game. Last time, he was up, up and down like a He was like, you know... You know when you got it bad and you don't know which way to move yourself because you're going to just crap because you're going to need the port Shano's portaloo of the week. He he looked like someone he didn't know where to put himself. I reckon if he could have just hit under the desk and said, "Tell me when it's all over," that's what he would have preferred. <laughs> Poor but he's in trouble. He's I think I think yeah he's almost become untenable. Are you, are you Sorry, keen... Griff, I'm taking all online. Oh, that's all right. You're keen on the Broncos in this one, I'd imagine, Griff. Well, I am, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they haven't been in the best of form, obviously, in the last couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, the, the thing about the Broncos is that they'd, uh, they'd put the money in the bank um, and built up the points and built them up. And mm. I think they're in the top four going back a few weeks. But. Yeah. Um, so I think they've, they've done enough, uh, really, if they win this game, um, it almost secures their top eight spot, um, and they will win this game. It's too important to them and, and the Knights, and they just they haven't been real good this year. So uh, Broncos for mine, um, and, and I think they, they'll win by a little bit, yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? For me, I think the disappointment of the year is the is the is the is the is the, is the Titans. Mm. Is the Knights close second? Are the Knights uh, close second? No, or did you close. honestly think that it was just going to be another? I thought it was going to be a tough year when they lost Mitchell Pearce, yeah. um, and then and and we knew Braley was going to be out yeah. for most of the season. Um, they surprised me at the start of the year, the Knights, they won their first two games, yeah. including a win over the Roosters, which I didn't see coming. But um, but it was it was a false thorn, really. The turning point in their season, as I've said a few times, was Mitch Barnett getting sent off when they were yeah. really putting it to the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. And could have, you know, um, they, they were matching what Penrith were doing until that point in the game. And, and then it, uh, it all turned... To uh, to something that you might see on the front yard after a dog's walk past and had a <laughs> bit of a stop, you know. So I'll turn to that. It might have been the weak gutted uh, dog too. That uh, that's right. The that, that right, The weak gutted. That's dog. been the Newcastle. Maybe that's season. maybe that's why he lost his gear. His weak gut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, oh, right. Shivers. Um, He's got a weak gut. Brisbane. Okay. Um, Raiders take on the Dragons. GIO Stadium, Canberra. Sunday afternoon. Um, Here we go. We've had a bit of a chat about the Raiders. Shane hasn't yet had his opportunity to talk about them. Um, <laughs> nor. No, I don't kids. know. I feel like if you, you, you're He's making up for lost ground, and there could be a rant coming up. Uh... Nah, I, I, I don't want to give. Uh, I, uh, no, 
Just keep going, bro. All right. Uh, <laughs> like, the starter motor was there, mate. They were, just, it was, they were trying to kick it over. Tarpany uh, out with a rib yeah, injury. Yeah. Gula taking his place in the front row. Horsburgh on the interchange bench. Um, Xavier Savage back at fullback, which means Hopperwadi uh, will shift to the wing in place of the suspended Nick Kotrick. Um, Are we talking about the Canberra's today or 10 years ago? Just in case, because Ricky always brings up stuff from 10 years ago. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about things that are happening this week. Um, okay, just wasn't sure. Tarek Sims, uh, he got a ban for a careless high tackle, so Maguire will be in the starting side. Fumayano joins the bench for his first game since round 12. Burns also joins the bench. Molo has been promoted to the uh, has been promoted to the starting side. Um. So that's Michael Molo, I should say. Francis Molo dropping out. Um, fullback Cody Ramsey has been listed amongst the reserves. He looks to return from a knee injury. Canberra at home. Uh, Dragons looking for a win. Now, this will the mathematicians will love this one because effectively you'd think a Dragons loss would put them out of top eight contention, even though... We've uh we put the pencil through. Oh, them a I week think Moses Envoy did that last week. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> speaking Moses of Moses did that last week. Speaking so. of things going through, um, look, this one here, Greco. We've got Canberra at home. Um, the one player I didn't mention there that that is suspended. Um, a player I should say, former player, current coach, Ricky Stewart's not there. Um. As we said earlier, um, it's the equivalent of your coach getting COVID and having to isolate for a week. Um, impact on the on the Raiders this week. Um, Feel free to say fuck all. <laughs> uh, Does it impact? What do we reckon? Yeah. This game, uh, these two teams played maybe only five or six weeks ago when that so it was a bit of a controversial finish um, where the Raiders didn't get a penalty that could have, what well, should have, would have taken them to uh, extra time. Um, and that was an important loss to those guys um, when, you, when you look at the, the latter at the moment. Um, I just think there's too much here at stake for the Raiders. Uh, they're they're still in with a show of making the eight, uh, and if they win every game, they'll they'll make the eight uh, and get to thirty points. Um, they can't really make the eight if they drop a game, given their poor for and against. Um, and I just think it's too important for the. And I think they will bounce back. They they were ordinary last week. Um, they're coming up against a a reasonably inconsistent Dragons team. Um, even their best player, Ben Hunt, over the last few weeks, uh, post-Origin, he, he hasn't quite been himself. Um, I, I, it's Raiders to win, but not, you know, it's just not a game that I'm going to say, well, okay, 2 o'clock uh, on Sunday, I've got to be in front of the TV. Uh, um you get your hair done, really game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's right. I'll get down to uh, to advanced air and yeah. Um, it's you know, like that this game, isn't it? Like 
I agree with you, Griff. This had all the hallmarks of, of of something big three four weeks ago. This had this had everything going for it. This fixture, especially after the history of the last game. Um, you know, last week the Dragons took it to the to the Sharks, and and you know, it, it's that classic thing where. It's not your play. There's certain teams where your playmakers will win you a game and there's certain teams where the people who think they're playmakers will lose the game. And, yeah, and by just shocker. Um, the Raiders, what do you say? You feel for that club at the moment. Um, they're, they're, I'm glad they're not copying the brunt of what happened and what was said. Um, I... You can't say that kind of thing about someone, regardless as a, as an NRL coach. If 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 look, salmon could sell poison to children, you you you've got to you've you've got to bloody you know you've got to bloody curb what what you think. <laughs> Simpsons quote. Um, you got to curb yeah. That's why I'm laughing. You got to be a you got to be a bloody professional. You got to be professional, and I and I think um. Look, I, I was I was listening to the radio on su- Sunday with absolute interest. I want to know. I want to know what was happening. Um, if he doubled down on Sunday, he would not have a job. Um, he apologised. No, he didn't. Mm. Mm. He said he Couldn't regretted apologize. saying. He regretted what he said. Yeah, that's yeah. not an apology. He said he regrets what he said. Um, he said that he was a father talking or something. I, you know, I, um. Want to be tactful here. Um, I, I think that Canberra have now the out they need. Mm. If Canberra want to sack him, they can sack him. They're not they've got, we, no. they've got the out they need. They're not going to. I don't think his performance has been brilliant. Um, I'll just resign him to three years. Yeah, I know. And it's just, I. Yeah, I you can't say. Look, to be honest, when I watched it, I thought that Salmon had a bit to answer before, especially the second dig. Um, you can fly out once with your legs and want to quickly play the ball. When you start flying out two and three times, you you know you're doing it for a purpose. Um, he got a fine, proves yes. he was guilty. Grade one. Yeah, proves he was guilty. Um, but you don't say that. You didn't. Not say that, and you and it's, you don't bring up stuff. We teach kids, and we know kids can make a mistake. And when kids make a mistake, the thing as an adult and as a mentor, you help them move through that to become better people. You don't then become a farmer and decide to dig up old shit to use it against them in ten years' time. That's pretty weak. I'll leave it at that because I've used my two minutes. Yeah. Um, Who's going to um, win, Jay? Canberra? <laughs> Did you give a tip in all that? You know, I, I actually think um, I think this is going to go against Canberra. I've, I've got dragons. Ooh. Upset. Goodness. Okay. I, 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 I think the dragons... I, I think the dragons... They're, they've just got to get to the game plan. The Dragons' game plan will win them games. I, I think. I think Canberra just. 
you, you're looking at Canberra versus the Dragons, and Griffo. I know, I know, I missed the first bit, and I just want to get your thoughts. I thought, I thought the the taking nothing away from Penrith, I thought they were very good, but geez, Canberra were very poor. No, like they had that. You know, when you take when you take the strike power out of Penrith, and you turn up and produce that, and and I thought Edwards was brilliant. I thought they held the ball well. I thought there was some brilliant play for Penrith. And that's why I rate their depth. But yeah, I didn't see a lot. And you know, what what part of Canberra's game last week makes me think they can beat the Dragons that played the Sharks? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Canberra were poor. Um, yeah, they showed very little in attack. No. They, um, they were inept. They they had long long periods of time on Penrith's line, including. Yeah. James Fisher Harris was was in the bin with it. They just couldn't no. score, and and they didn't. They it's they didn't try anything. Like they just this one up. I think what did it for me was there was a fourth tackle hit up by a Ford, and I'm like, really? Like like a fourth tackle? They've done nothing, and it's fourth tackle. A guy's in the bin, and the best you got is this. Not even an inside ball play. It was just a one up off the hip to a Ford. The type of thing you do 30 out, you know, like what's that? That can't be in the script. I saw more in the I saw more in the Dragons last week against the Sharks than I did Raiders against Penrith. That's why I've chosen them. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry, I, I went over. Because I went on. I wasn't gonna read. I you didn't read. No, I promised myself it's not worth you didn't read. We know what a rant is. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Yeah, if you're a new and you think that's a rant, if you're a new listener, nah, um, hit the archives. Last week was good. Last week was a good one. Actually, um, what's the I one think, that I think Penrith fans hated me for? Oh, that's right. When 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 Cleary back when it was against uh, the Tigers. And <laughs> that's a few about, years ago, yeah. I said, any clown that thinks that was a clutch place, seriously, doesn't know rugby league. They should have won it. They should have won it hours ago. They hated me for that. Oh, did I cop it? That was a social media blitz on shame. Titans at home on Sunday, that week. 4 p.m. Uh, against the Manly Seagulls. We've got 16th playing 10th. Neither team currently in the eight. The Seagulls still a chance to make it, um, albeit it will be a tough ask. Uh, in regard to the team news here, Aaron Clark remove, uh, returns to hooker after um, knee injury to Aaron Booth. I think he's out for the year. Um, Isaac Liu moves to the starting side at lock. Tanner Boyd remains at halfback with the sex bomb named in the reserves after being rested last week. You know it's you know it's a, <laughs> yeah you know you you know, you know it's a fun week on the Gold Coast and the that's sex right. bomb gets uh, big week on the yeah. Gold Coast for the sex bomb. Um, Patrick right. Herbert returns from injury on the wing. Um, Mars Hugh goes to the bench. For the Seagulls, Sipley has been named to start at prop with uh, Paseka's sideline due to a knee injury. Uh, Josh Alloy returns from a knee injury. Kepi has not been named. He's got a shoulder injury. Foran has been named to play despite suffering a hamstring injury against the uh, yeah. Eels. This Brian, is one of those. Who, who is who is fullback? Cardboard cutout. 
for the for the for the seagulls. Yes, uh, yes, working the turnstiles this week will be Ruben Gary. Has has he has he got has he got aloe vera <laughs> for all the birds? Because that guy got burned bad last week, and you know. Jeez, he did. Yeah, he he needed he needed a lifetime supply of aloe vera last. But week. this is mentioned this... earlier. But um, he had to have been injured. I, I agree because I actually rate his speed. Yeah. I rate his speed. Don't and be crook. When Gutherson ran around him, yeah, you 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 start to feel for him. No, we said earlier it was Rowan Browning. Yeah. <laughs> from the the hundred meter. He came uh, from Birmingham and. Uh, and tore apart yeah. uh, the, the Eagles. Yeah. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't Garrick esque, was it? Oh, it was awful. He, he got he got ran around three times. I think. Uh, yeah, he that the Gutherson one. You just went there. Wow, hang on, stop. What do you What do you think in this one, Shana? Because we do yeah. have the Manly Seagulls who 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 will still fancy themselves as a possibility for mm. the top eight, albeit the fact that they have to have results mm. go their way. Um, they're coming up against the disappointment of the year. Mm. That for, for them, they've still got something to play for. In their minds, this game is an important one. You'd think they'd, they'd lift for it. Yeah, you would. You would. Like, you know, and talking about the, um, the, the, the Gold Coast, if um, let's just say some teams, uh, Orange Sims, the um, Black Cats. Um, let's go workies. Oh, uh, yeah, Tarek, Tarek's brother Orange. Um, let's go workies. Um, yeah, if 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 they were playing the Gold Coast, Gold Coast might have a chance. Um, Gold Coast are playing an NRL team, uh, in which case they're in trouble. That's the way the Gold Coast are at the moment. They're, they're at the point where when they play NRL teams, they're in trouble. And they play an NRL team every week. So every week they are in some form of peril. Um, Manly, on the other hand, oh, th- th- that was tough. To- Look, if you're a Parra fan, you would have loved last week. It would have been, you know, you, you, would, you would have bought your, you would have been buying back the grand final tickets you sold two weeks ago. But, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think Manly's gonna win this game. Four and going off with what looked like a hamstring injury. Um, he iced it pretty quickly. I you know, the question is they've got to, he's gotta play. They're at the point where they've have to win. Um, I just don't see anything in the Gold Coast. I don't think Manly will play like that again. I think Manly will change their defensive structure, they'll change a few things. You know, we, we blame, we talk about Ruben Garrett, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that they broke through the front line first. Um, that's what will get fixed up for Manly. Manly will try and fix that front line first. And then if they get to Garrick, we know that something's failed. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think the Manly Seagulls, just they've got too much class. The, 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 the Titans are now a team running on bad vibes. They're just not playing well at all. Peace, love, and rainbow. Griffo. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, bad vibes. Watch um, the castle. I won't say the rest, just in yeah. case. Um, yeah. I'm going to uh, tip Manly here. Yeah, Manly. Um, yeah. Not, 
not because I'm impressed with what they've been doing, but um, simply because they're playing the Gold Coast Titans, who, who have been the biggest disappointment of, of the season. The history um, of the NRL. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the history of the NRL, but certainly season 2022. Um, yeah. I mean, they've won wooden spoons before. It's not, you know, something new to them. But they won wooden spoons with wooden spoon roster. Yeah. They That's don't true. have wooden spoon roster. No, they they, well, I was going to say they've got a top eight roster, but they actually don't because some they of the guys, I think, are bigger names than, than what they are players now. Um, yeah, they're underachieved, haven't they, Griff? Significantly. Yeah. And, and, and look, I heard this morning that uh, Sam Verrills is going up there next year from the Roosters. Now, Sam Verrills wow. is a good player. Wow. Um, uh, obviously, Roosters got Brian Smith coming in, but I think yeah, that's going to be think... to the detriment of Sam Verrills' career. Uh, to Surely there's a club in Sydney that he could go to. No, there's a club anywhere he could have yeah, like, no, except for the Warriors, say, but um, yeah, you know, he could have gone to, to a number of clubs, would have been king. But maybe he might not be guaranteed, you know, um, the number one hooker role. So wow. uh, maybe that was a factor. But uh, gee, he's 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 taking a downgrade going from the Roosters yeah. to, to the Titans. That's poor. I yeah. I someone was talking to me about this game yesterday, and I said, "This is like when you go to an all-you-can-eat, and in the Bay Marie's are two really crappy options." But it's all you can eat. You have to choose one. Manly. <laughs> manly, manly. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the vegetable, the, the, the vegetable chow min versus they, they win versus the salad. <laughs> you know, like you, yeah, they win the chafing veg- dish cup. Yeah. Yep. The, the 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 battle for the all right. Yeah. So we have got the seagulls in this one. Okay. Yeah. I think. Can, like, like, in all honesty, can I can I just have a quick chat about? I know we've had our picks and technically two minutes is over, I hope. Talk about the Titans and just the underperformance of some very, very good players that, that you know, should that should be shining light. So I, I, remember, I remember a few years ago when Isaac Luke got dropped from South Sydney and, and someone said to me, you know, what does Isaac Luke do? And I said, he be, he's the best player in reserve grade. He carves up. He 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 just goes above and beyond. He makes a million tackles, and he sets up the guy. The guy did. The guy made seventy tackles and scored five tries. He he stood up. He understood his role and he stood up. He said, "Okay, I haven't performed." Next week he comes back into the first grade side and carves up. There are people. There are first grade players in that Titan side, who, regardless of the players around them, should be the best player every week, and they're not. Far from it. They're just horrible. Am I being too harsh? Or no, not? they're awful. No, they're rubbish, mate. Like, you know, like, okay, take for feeder. But yeah, I, don't, I don't want anyone to tell me, oh, he's a good player in a bad team. No. There is no potency there. There is nothing. We know he can do it. We know he's brilliant when he wants to be. But that's the thing. When you go to a team like, when you go to a team like like the Titans, it's when you want to be. 
You look at a team like Penrith, you look at a team like the Storm, and look at a team like South. Um, who else is is that? The, the Roosters. You know, that those teams in the last 10 years that have been in the finals consistently, you do it and you do it every week. And you know what? You'll have an off week. That's okay. And you may not win grand finals, but you know what? You are in the top four every year. And you win a grand final or you come runner-up. Like people were saying to me the other day about South, I said, I was proud of them last year. You finished second. You can't, you can't get... You can get upset for losing the grand final, sure. But at the end of the day, your team had a brilliant year. They just didn't get it at the end. Since 1908, only one team does it every year. You've got to appreciate that. I'd rather come second than 15th. I'd rather come second than third because you're in it to win it. And that's the problem with teams like the Titans. When players go to these teams, they just play down. They never play up. They play to the expectation. The expectation is through the floor. It's basement. It's bargain basement. It's, it's dodgy. It's, it's at the lowest of the low. And until, until someone in that team grabs them by the scruff of the neck and pulls them up, that's where they stay. And you know, players play down to that. And you, you need very good structures and very good systems around you to be able to pull yourself out of that. I, I don't think the Titans have got it, to be honest. I've said it for years about the, the Tigers. I could pull, I could pull, I could get a team. Okay, say I've got the blue side and I'll put them in Tigers jerseys. They probably don't make the eight because it's the culture of the club. They, they play down through the floor rather than rise to the occasion. And I think that's the Titans at the moment. I don't know. I, yeah, I think there's some very good players on some very good coin playing some very ordinary football. That should go. If they want to improve their career, like, you know, I don't know what we think of Big Tino, but go. <laughs> you won't do anything. You're not going to do it there. It's hard to. The problem for Big Tino is he, I think he recently re- he did. relatively re signed. You know? He did. That's, that's he the did. thing. These guys are getting paid. Very good point. Fortunes. Yeah. yeah. And it's um like obviously it's not, you know, it's 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 one of those things where we're in the era of guaranteed contracts and it's not performance based and there's no no um no bonuses I, I really think for, for, for I'll tell you a team I'll tell you a team I didn't mention their Parramatta that are very good. You know, every year that for the last you know, they've had they haven't had success, but they've been there or thereabouts, you know. Mm-hmm. They're building a culture where you come here to perform. And like I said, not everyone can win the grand final. Only one team wins a grand final every year. And when you win, that's why it's so prestigious. But if you come second in that game, you should be proud of your achievement. Like Penrith the year before against the Storm should be proud of their achievement. There's not one Penrith fan that should be salty. I'm not salty about last year. South Sydney did an exceptional job. It's when your team finishes 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th and underperforms with some brilliant players, then be salty. Then get, then crack it. Right? It's when your team languishes at the bottom of the eight and just can't pull themselves out of it, then be salty. You know, I think, you know, I think there's a lot to be said. Yeah, I think a lot get a lot gets said for a team like the Titans and what they do. And yet 
not enough gets said about a team like Penrith and what they do. Because people talk about the Titans and how poor they were. There was a time where Penrith was that and they pulled themselves out of it. And they did it through good management, good structures, development, development and juniors. They, they had a plan. I just look at the Titans. I go, I don't know what your plan is, mate. I look, you know, I don't know what the plan is. Need to we? No idea. <laughs> no, it's going to be the, the only, same next year. The only plan we've got is uh, to look forward to the uh, the footy this week, and um, really that's all we've got left to do, fellas. It's um, it's been a been a jam packed show. It was great to have Shano on board for the second half of Sorry, it. Boys, I, I tried to make up for lost time. No, you 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 more than made up for it. <laughs> I tell you what, it was uh, it was great to have your input. It was great to have you on board this week, and um. Look, all that's left this week now is to, to watch the footy. We are on the run home. We are getting very close yeah. to the end. There's some massive matches this week. And um, look, realistically, we've got some real top eight, top four implications. And, um, yeah, can't wait. Hopefully, um, a lot of these top four clashes live up to their height. Hope so. Hi everyone. Hopefully, mate, will we see a controversy free weekend? Say no. <laughs> Doubtful. Good night, you weak gutted dog. <laughs>